Yeah, I'm not fancy like the Kid L podcast with the mic stands. You got to hold them. I'm bucked up. Oh, man. <laughs> man, it's like, take me, feel like I'm, yeah, no, you got to, you got to get it together. You need the mic stand, or at least the clip-on ones. Oh, the clip-on ones? Yeah. I just, I like that, get it from the dirt. You got to do what you got to do. You got to do what you got to do. I always feel like I'm not holding these mics the right way, though, like. When I'm on stage and stuff, it's like I know people say like hold it like like you're trained to hold it like this. But when I'm on stage, I just hold it like this. Mm, everyone holds it a weird way. When I do, I hold it like down by the wait pause, big pause, hold it <laughs> down by the base. But I feel like I can't. <laughs> That's not what I meant. But you gotta, bro. We're doing this. You're leaving at 7 a.m. for tour tomorrow. Literally, literally about to go on a 20 city tour. Tomorrow at 7 a.m. It's now 1 a.m. That's, yeah, that's like and, six hours. Yeah. Then I have to get to the airport. Don't forget about, oh, my God, airports is terrible. I ain't got clear either. <laughs> no, you, I hate the way. I, I always show up way too late. Yeah. And then you're just stressing and, like, you smell like weed. And you're like, oh, all right. Man, that'd be the worst. <laughs> no, but, no, so what I do is, like, I, uh, I make sure that they book me the earliest flight possible in case I miss it. Mm, so you can just get the next one in yeah, the day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I'm always missing my flight. I miss my flight every time. See, I just don't want to give up smoking. So we just drove 12 hours. People listening, we just drove 12 hours. to, And this is the first podcast or second podcast in the day, but literally 12 hours. Just to smoke? It's <laughs> just so we can smoke the whole ride. <laughs> I don't want to give up that three hours Man. of not smoking. I've taken too many way too strong edibles and going on the plane. What's the craziest edible you ever did? I did like 1,500. Oh, that's crazy. Because I was going to say something. I thought it was crazy. What was yours? I did a 1,000 milligram brownie. Yeah. Someone see, told me I was tripping and that was too too much. And you just told me 1,500. 1,500. I, I literally couldn't even listen to music. I just sat there in silence. I was so high the entire flight. I don't like edibles, though. Cause it's, yeah, I don't like it. I like to know what's going on. It's like I want to know. Because that just kicks in. Now, I don't like edibles. I never eat edibles. I hate them. I was so nervous, bro. So we were driving into Detroit after 12 hours. We're high as hell. And the exit we get off is right after the bridge to Canada. Oh, don't do that. 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 Do not do that. That's like Kodak went to jail. Yeah. Oh, that was, I was at the concert in Boston that he was. That he, he supposed to go to? Yeah. Yes. I was literally in the crowd and we got an alert. Kodak got arrested on the way to the show. So if you put it in your GPS to like leave like Detroit. To Boston, the it brings direction. you through. Yes, Canada. That's, that's the shortest yeah. way. So you're not thinking; you just put it in your GPS. But no, yes, and, then and it's you, like no reentry. No like re-entry. You're, you they to, need to put a sign that says "You're fucked," because <laughs> <laughs> you are. Because if you don't get arrested by Canada, you still got to come back to America. They're gonna arrest you. Oh yeah, and if you smell like weed, they're searching your car. Oh for sure, for sure, they're gonna detain you for nine hours too. Yeah, see, nah, it's so, they need to make it, I don't care, it shouldn't just be like an exit on the highway. Oh, I'm throwing joints everywhere. It shouldn't just be like an exit on the highway. What should it be? I don't even, there needs to be some magical road, like at the end of the rainbow, like some fucking good, that you have to find to get there. It shouldn't just be like, oh, all right, you're in Canada, you're fucked. Or at least a U-turn. Or at least a U turn. Or at least a U turn. A U turn right back to like a no, no, like no, no. a oops I fucked up U turn. I would rather just turn around on the freeway and just take that ticket. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I've I did, bro. Do you drive? Do people into like do you drive a lot? 
Motor City. Yeah. All right. All right. So you drive. So like you know when you hit like a GPS, you miss a turn, and it like adds like thirty minutes. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. If you miss a turn, but that's only like in the middle of nowhere. Like Detroit, kind of smaller, so we it, it ain't that hard. But it's different because it's like anything in Detroit that's like fifteen minutes. Anything that's fifteen minutes away. It's technically still close, but anything over 15 minutes is far as fuck. Yeah, nah, see, like, I was driving in New York, and I missed the exit and at 30 minutes. I literally did the U-turn on the interstate. Illegal. Over the median. Over the median. Over the median. I was like, fuck that shit. Full <laughs> blood hanging out of my mouth. <laughs> but in New York, it take 30 minutes to go three miles. Yeah, it's horrible. I hate that. But I like L.A. more than New York. I don't want to take the train or nothing. Mm, yeah, I can see that. I can see that. I can see it. But I got on the train when I went to New York. You liked it? How'd yeah, you feel on the train? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I see. No, so when anything I'm, can happen on the train. Yeah, I seen like a group of guys like just walking up behind me, and then for some reason they was playing music on the speaker, and then one dude just sat his phone down, and they just started getting sturdy. And oh, <laughs> everyone in New York gets sturdy. Like <laughs> I'm just like, I'm like this. This would only happen in New York. When you get your license, they teach you how to parallel park and get sturdy. <laughs> I can believe it. What's the craziest story it. you got on tour? Craziest thing that you saw? What's the craziest thing I saw? Wait, how crazy you thinking? How crazy you want to tell without getting in trouble? Oh, uh, <laughs> it'd be crazy when I see all the fans dress up like Baby Tron. Like we, like it was this one fan that drove to every city, dressed up just like Baby Tron. Like, exactly like him. I start pulling him on stage and just let him rap the songs and stuff. Really? So, yeah, seeing stuff like that be crazy. Like the fake Drake, but for Baby Tron? Yeah, we used to call him uh, Ugly Tron. <laughs> He's, is he coming on this tour? I'm pretty sure we're going to watch. Watch. I'm going to take, sure? take a picture with him. I'm going to take a picture with him and send it to you. Yeah, please do. <laughs> did you do, I want to hear about your time. You were talking about edibles. You said you did acid before. Uh... That's a wild one. I got more better mushroom stories. Okay, I'm more of a mushroom guy myself. You know they're legal here. Yeah. Yeah, so with shrooms and shit, like, what's the craziest thing I've ever done on shrooms? Can I see that light again? Yeah. That's a crazy shroom story. Damn, do you got any crazy stories on shrooms? The only time I did acid, a kid tried to rob me right when I was peeking, like just a random kid on the street. Yeah. As I was peeking, too, which just, like, ruined acid for me. Did you still high afterwards, though? Yeah, yeah, I had to deal with that trip and looking over my shoulder. I thought he was following me. I did the worst thing you could do in one of those situations. I just screamed and ran away. Screamed and ran. I was so fucked up. I was so stoned. Can't even think that quick on no crazy shrill stories. Nah, well, you probably it's legal out here, so it's normal. Yeah. You know when weed became legal and it's not as fun anymore? Yeah. It's more fun when there's a little dangerous to it. it oh, I, fl- I, I mean, I shouldn't say it. <laughs> I'd be scared as hell. I'd be giving. <laughs> you don't want to say it. <laughs> Bro, I'd be giving my weed away. I'd be like giving it to my friends and stuff. And be like, keep, this, keep them out. But see, once you get like, all right, you have a big following. So you could probably go anywhere in the world and there's someone who will get you a pack. Yeah, I usually. Yeah, yeah. But sometimes you get some fireweed in some cities and you want to take it with you. Yeah, you, gotta, you fuck around. Right like when I come to Detroit, I be throwing it away in the trash cans and stuff. I be like, man, I do not, man. Can somebody just put this in their bag for me? 
I remember talking about throwing out weed. I got I saw uh, Juice once live, and I was bringing hella weed, and everybody literally they were dumping out bags of weed before the concert, just this dumping like, it out. Literally, I saw ounce bags just dumping that shit out. I was like, what the hell? What the hell am I gonna do? And that was the only time I put weed under my nutsack. I'd hit that shit into the concert, smoked the whole way. Smoked the whole wood. Smoked the whole way. Wait, I don't think I would put weed in my pants, bro. How would you get weed into a concert if you had to sneak that shit in? What's the best way to do it? Damn. Oh yeah, you gotta put it in your nuts. Damn, you got damn. You gotta put it in you your nuts. You ain't gonna put shit like in the back. I'm sorry, but nothing's going back there. I'll put a fucking. I had like ten backwoods rolled up. I don't smoke backwoods no more. Why you stop smoking backwoods? I just smoke joints. I try to be healthy. That's like a double negative counter. It's like tobacco, though. I mean, but you shouldn't be smoking anyway. I'm, I guess. I, all right. No one's given me that point of view before. I guess you're right. It's like, yeah, that's like being a vegan smoker. Yo, I literally have said that on stage. It's like, yeah, I do feel like a vegan. They're smoking weed. I do miss backwoods, though. For real? Mm-hmm. Wow. They got no one's called Slapwoods now. Is that the Desto Dub shit? Um, I'm not sure. I just know they sell them at the store. Um, they like woods already unrolled. Mm. So all you gotta do is roll them. See, I feel like that's nice because backwards were getting bad by the end. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. You get a pack and only one and be good. Don't be in New York. They fucking. Oh my god, how much are backwards in Boston? Do you know? I haven't bought backwards in a minute. Five, six bucks? New York, they like 25. Oh, yeah. They they upcharge that shit. Hella. What city is the best weed? Oh, no, no, no. I know. I, I, I do got a crazy shroom story. <laughs> so, this one time, I was hanging out with this girl. We had a show in Portland. And I was hanging out with this girl in Portland. And um, she took me to her house. And they owned, like, the side of a mountain. Like, people out there own sides of mountains, like, with their property and stuff. On her side of mountain, shrooms grow. And she, you just go in her backyard and just do shrooms and just chill out all fucking day in the mountains. Like fucking fruit on a tree. Like just Literally. tripping on a mountain. That shit's crazy. They charge people to just come on their property and just let you just go in the... Because it just grows on the mountain. You That's dangerous as hell, tripping on a mountain, though. You'll fall down that mountain. Yeah, I don't think you could take none with you. <laughs> yeah, I don't think they let you take none. Like, no, you got you to stay in there. I hosted a hallucinogen festival on a mountain once. That was crazy. Wait, what's that? Like, literally, I had to do comedy, and people are fucking smoking DMT and doing acid and shit. I would not want to do that. No one wants to laugh. No, no. one wants to laugh while they're fucking blasting off on DMT. But what happens if somebody freak out? Like, that's like... People like, were freaking out. You just had to, like, roast them. <laughs> that seems crazy. Yeah, music's way better for... Like, being fucked up in music is great. Because you can vibe with it. No, I don't think I would want to be around a large group of people off DMT and acid. No, I guess Somebody could freak out. I guess that's what Bruiser Thanksgiving is every year. For real? People are, yeah. I think, oh, it must be different because everyone's on it. Yeah. But nah, people get crazy with that shit. But I guess that's different. I didn't realize how. Like you ever gave a friend like something like that for the first time and they freaked out? Oh, yeah. That's what I'm thinking about. Like, oh, man, what if somebody just 
This is my friend just started screaming. I'm tripping. I'm traveling pro. Everyone's looking at us right now. You're wild. You're wild. Bro, I had this one friend that um, fell asleep off shrooms because he was trying to like, um, yeah, it was just too much. He was like, bro, I'm just going to fall asleep. Bro, he woke up in the middle of the, he woke up in the middle of the trip and just walked around for a second and just started. Throwing up like oh. the exorcist, like, oh, <laughs> bro, bro, no. bro, he's fucked up. After that, he like, bro, I'm ready to go. You know, I told him, bro, you're still going to be high. You might as well sit down. <laughs> Enjoy the rest of the trip. <laughs> Put on a fucking movie and calm down. Do you get, do you have, do you perform? Like, can you get fucked up and perform? Aren't they always tripping? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It make it easier because <sighs> the crowd is tripping. So you kind of. Yeah, it makes sense if you want to be at the comedy show now. Yeah, because the crowd is, if the crowd fucked up and you fucked up, y'all going to feel each other. Yeah. Is that what RJ always tripping means? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's a mushroom thing? Uh, We can say that. We can say that. That's, that's where it came from. Really? Mm-hmm. What was the moment that was first, like, said in that way? Oh, I know where it came from. That came from, it, someone did a song, and when he did the song, that was the first thing he said when the beat came on, and I just cut it. But then you were like, nah, this is because I love the shrooms. <laughs> yeah, that was like, that's like my alter ego. <laughs> You're all, do you have a name for it? Mr. Tripper. <laughs> <laughs> it was funny how, in, not funny, I actually really enjoyed how interested you were in the comedy performance thing. Because I think you were talking about like, the performing thing's everything. Like, DJing, like, you get so much more experience that way, just being on stage, interacting with the audience. Yeah. I do. Yeah, no, I DJ. I've been DJing for years, so it's kind of like, I get it. Like, that thing, that's, like, one thing that I just get. But it's more like the performance more than, like, like anybody can scratch, anybody can play a song. It's the personality. The personality is what get people. And it do help when people already know your music. Yeah. Yeah. But it is the energy and it's the confidence. Like, the way you describe that's the exact same way I would describe stand-up. Yeah, because it's like, you, you're you the show to the artist. Like, everybody want to see the artist, but until the artists get there, they need to be entertained. So if you're not a good DJ, they're not going to be entertained and they're going to be screaming, where's fucking Baby Tron? Get the fuck off stage. But I still at the same time, I, I know how much time I got. Like, I be knowing what time Baby Tron gonna come out so I know how to set the show up the same mm-hmm. way. Like, like, if it was kind of, like if y'all had 10 minutes and you knew the next person come out in 15 minutes type thing. So I know how to set the time up where, like, it's so hype by the time he come on stage, he walks right out to it. Do you create a set list beforehand or do you just go with the vibe? Half the and track? half. I kind of know, like, where I'm gonna go with it. But I still got to, like, feel the crowd, see where people from, see what type of people, see what type of music they want to hear, see who out there. Just so you still kind of got to feel the crowd. But it's kind of certain songs that you, I know I'm going to always play, like, Finito. Mm. I feel like that song will never not go hard, like, in a crowd. It's a good mosh pit song. Another good mosh pit song is um, Yeet. Sorry about that. Yeah. Sorry about when that. When did moshing start? Like, I feel like moshing is like got big in rap like five, six years ago. Uh, yeah, that's when. It, but who don't want to be in a mosh pit? I want to be in a mosh pit too. I chipped my tooth in a mosh pit, bro. Yeah, I got someone elbowed me in the face. I never actually been in one. 
<laughs> you just like watching the. I just like watching it. I just yeah. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. So what's the like inside of it? It's just mayhem. It's just know. mayhem. For real? It's just like, it's like. So I don't do know. It's do probably it? the same thing as being like you know when you get into that flow state when you're performing where you're not even thinking you're just like doing it. It's that same thing, but you're in the audience and people are getting into you. Like I'm not a big mosher. Why do people do that? They're wild. My dad was a death metal drummer. Like, he liked heavy shit. And that's fun to them? To them. But you were talking about Eminem and shit. That's that angry white people shit. Oh, so that's fun? Yeah, to get your anger out. <laughs> to just run into it. Like, have a bunch of white people run into each other. It's fun. White people know to have fun. And <laughs> I'm hanging out with more white people. <laughs> I don't think so. I don't think you want to start moshing. Not with glasses. Uh, and you gotta think about your outfit. You got nice painted white shoes. And wait, but shit. when you go to a concert, you supposed to wear messed up stuff because you know you're gonna be in exactly, yeah, exactly. Yeah, it makes sense. It makes sense. Every time I crowd dive, I always take off my glasses. You've crowd see that? I've never done that. What if they drop you on your head? The first time I I'm did also it, also big as hell. No one wants me jumping on them. No, they they do. The first time I did it, I was like, I'm about to jump in the crowd, and I I ran. And then I, I got to the front and I stopped and I was like, no, 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 I'm not going to do it. I'm not going to do it. They're not going to catch me. They literally looked there and said, bro, come on. We got you. We got you. Just do it. Fucking did it. After that, I got cut. But it's an art to it. You got to like tuck. You got to like tuck. <laughs> you know what you're doing now? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You got to tuck. All right. I'm not going to lie. Tron music doesn't seem like mosh music. Yeah. But they mosh, but they to, mosh it. to it. They mosh to it. It's the, it's the new mosh, I guess. Yeah, they do. They march to it the whole time. What was the most turnt city? Or you're go on the you didn't tour. This is your first tour with them. No, this is the second one. We toured all last year too. Yeah, what was the most turnt city in the last tour? Um, what was the best one? I like the Seattle. Seattle was real turnt. Um, uh, Miami was turnt. Miami's crazy. Yeah, yeah. Miami was turned. Um, Miami's like GTA. Wow. <laughs> you can do anything in Miami. You know, that's how lot. I feel about Detroit. Detroit is, I tell people all the time when people ask me, what's Detroit like? I'm like, it's like Grand Theft Auto. Everybody got fast cars and guns, and the police only come in if you got five stars. <laughs> Detroit is pretty wild. I like it, though. I like those wild cities. You ever been to Buffalo? Ain't it, what the fuck is in Buffalo? That's Griselda. Griselda's oh, from, Buffalo. from Buffalo. Oh my god! I thought Buffalo was just like cold. Buffalo is like a smaller Detroit. I did go one time. I went with uh, two chains. I was touring with two chains. Oh really? Yeah. When was that? Uh, the boats tour when he when he did no lie. Wow. Fucking problem on them songs. Yeah. I remember going to Buffalo. It was so fucking cold. What were you? Were you DJing? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was DJing. This when I was kind of getting started. I wasn't DJing for two chains. I was DJing for one of the opening artists. Yeah. Two Chains, I feel like, is one of the most underrated. Uh, he always got the hardest verses on every song. Yeah, he, he one has, of the people that do cleanup. Like he come last verse and kill the song. He has those like bars that are smart but like easy to grasp. Yeah, I would. If, when you really think about it, he should be in like the top five rapper category. Yeah, I feel like he has the same type of great bars that like Tron has, where it's like, damn, that shit is smart, but like you can still like. Bob to it. Yeah. Yeah. I see where you're going with that one. I think Tron got bars like 
a goat, basically. No, he, he I listened to his last CD. Though the one that just dropped. Yeah, the one that just dropped. Yeah. My favorite song already, Sometimes. It ain't about the shine, it's the grind. I can't believe he had certified trapper on that shit. Oh yeah, yeah. He, he put I me hip fuck, to him. Yo, I've been fucking that's Danny Brown's favorite rapper of all time. For real? Certified trapper. It's mine too. Literally, that's all we listened to. Like, when we were going to Rolling Loud, we literally just listened to Certified Trapper the entire way. What is, like, hanging out with Danny Brown? He's, like, a comedian. All day? Yeah. Damn. It's just, like, we like to smoke weed, do mushrooms, just chill. Like, he's just a good dude, you know? He from Detroit. Yeah. He really from Detroit. Yeah, he's really from Detroit. But don't you, I feel like, do you get starstruck anymore? Yeah, I got starstruck when I saw you. That's crazy. Why? That makes no sense, bro. I get starstruck when I see you. That's what be fucking me up when people say that and be like, oh, shit. But don't you realize then that everyone's just normal? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, literally yeah, yeah. anyone you no, meet. No, but some people be weird. Like, you be thinking that they're going to be one way and they're nothing like that. I kind of think that about a lot of the artists. They they nothing like you would think sometimes. In a bad way? Both. You think they were always like that or do you think the industry, like, jaded them? Well, no, not like that. Like, I've met some artists with zero personality. But when they walk in that booth, for some reason, they make the best songs ever. Mm. I mean, I don't relate to that, but I do in the way that, like, I'm not always funny. So some people would be like, why the fuck is Sam a comedian? Because sometimes I'm on my serious shit, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it makes sense. But it's not like I don't have a person. I get what you mean where it's like, they're like a boring ass person. But they just make good music. They literally, yeah. Or someone who's like completely created, like a character that was created. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I've met a lot of some a lot of the bigger, bigger artists, I swear, be like robots. It's wild. Yeah. Is that what you think you need to do to make it to that level? I mean, yeah. <laughs> Probably. Most likely. Yeah. Gotta be focused on. Yeah. I don't know. What you think you need to do to get to that level? I'm not in the music industry like that. Oh, what you think about the music industry? See, I like that I can be a professional fan. Oh, okay. Yeah. Like, I can just enjoy the music. Like, I'm not trying, I'm not uh, reviewing albums. I'm not even talking to you about, like, how like music because that's not what i'm just a fan like i just enjoy the music and i enjoy talking to like you you know what i mean so what you think it's like being a producer i think it's so i you know what i think i think djing is more of a not respected art form like it's crazy the more you learn it's like oh shit it's such a big part of creating the vibe and creating everything but it's no one, the average fan would never think about that. Yeah, because who's going to play the music? It's like, that's like the first job. So it's like all these other people that's like doing all this other stuff. But if I don't play this music, none of this works. Because it's kind of shitty. And I'm saying this as a performer, because those performances mean so much to you. But to the person in the audience, that's like a fun night for them. So they, they just want it all to go well. They don't care about anything else. So you gotta have a DJ you can trust. Then they gonna fuck your show up. <laughs> yeah. How do you create that relationship? Well, I'm um I was I'm the like I was already the greatest DJ ever, and then yeah they know I'm not gonna fuck the show up pretty much. But if I fuck up, I'm gonna get fired. But I don't fuck up. 
That's like something I used to always say, like, you could be fucked up at work until you fuck up, because then you was the person that was at work fucked up, and then you fucked up. Yeah. When did you, what did you think you were going to be doing at this point in your life? Um, like, like when you were younger. Oh, um, I wanted to be a guidance counselor and I wanted to, <laughs> I know that's weak as hell. I wanted to be a fucking guidance counselor. And I no, just... that's a dope. I feel like not many kids want to be guidance counselors. Well, I didn't want to be a teacher cause they ain't make no money. I want to make a little bit more money than that. So I was like, I'm gonna be the counselor. It's an easy job. I was just going to do that. No music, no music dreams. Uh, I didn't have them yet. No, I didn't have them yet. I, I kind of was doing beats and stuff, but I still knew you had to like go to college and stuff. So I went to college for no reason. What'd you study? Refund checks. Um, no, um, Wait. <laughs> that was my first hustle. I used to go to universities and get the refund checks to transfer. <laughs> That's like you got your master's in that. I got my master's in that. <laughs> Man. Diploma and everything For real <laughs> But no I ended up going to LA recording school And so you know I got my degree in music engineering When did the dream start When did you feel like this was your calling mm, When I got older And I was like I'm too old to fucking go back to college So I'm gonna just keep doing this Pretty much How old are you Was I when I had that moment or now Yeah I'm 32 now About to be 33 Like next month But um Happy birthday Early Oh yeah it's about to be lit We gonna be in Minnesota But um Yeah Like once After I have my kid and stuff I'm like bro I might as well just keep doing it. No Oh no 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 I know where it came from Wait Scratch that Scratch that I know where it came from Where it came from Is I um I was in college And I was about to um I was in college It was time for the finals And I got the call To go on that 2 chains tour so this is the boats tour. This is when two chains was on fire when he had a fucking problem, no lie, all them songs. This is when he was like when he was hot, hot. So um it was the same time as the finals, and I was like, should I take my finals or should I go on this tour? I was like, shit, I can take that finals anytime. So I went on a tour. So when I was in Detroit, like being a DJ and stuff, like I didn't see nobody, like I didn't see no DJ that was like chains, buffs. Nice car, all that shit. It just looked like being a DJ was like a side job. Like you get your career and you still be a DJ, but you could DJ forever type thing, like as a side job. So when I went on tour with Two Chains and I met his DJ, Isud, he was paid. He had the chains, the buffs, the, the the nice car, all that shit. I was like, damn. So so you could really make some good money doing this. He was like, yeah. After that, I came back home. I was like, bro, I'm about to just do this. That's when I became like full blown DJ. Started doing mixtapes, all that type of stuff. People don't teach you that you can, like, make your own money that way in anything. No, nah, they, they, like, try to hide it. Yeah. Why? That's the, I don't know. That, that was the bad part because, like, I would get a bad rep for about all the other DJs because they were saying I, I didn't charge enough. But they would never tell. When I started DJing, they never told me how much I should be charging. So I didn't know. I'm like, I don't know. I just want to DJ. And then, um, and then when I did start charging too much, them same DJs was going back saying, I'd do it for a little less. So it's like, it's the competition just like so crazy. Why do people withhold information though? Because they're not genuine. Yeah. They're not genuine at all. A lot of people are just not genuine in this world. A lot of people, if, they ain't, if they're not getting none out of it, they don't care. Do you think not genuine people will in the end fall off? Or do you think? Always. Yeah. If you're not genuine, 
even when you look at like these labels, like shit, the people, the people that's with labels that are that genuinely like them, they stay, they stay. When you're not with somebody that genuinely like you, they that's when all this. I want to go to you. Leave. You go to another label. Yeah. What's the most fucked up thing you've learned about the music industry? Oh, it's all about money. They're gonna get paid. Don't play with this shit. This one thing. Don't play with it. Don't play with it. If 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 you if you don't want to do this, do not play with it. Because even if you just want to do this for fun, they still gonna take the money because they want the money. They want the money regardless. So if you playing with it, they gonna take the money. So you gotta go in it with like a, a team and an operation and knowing what's going on. So if you don't know what's going on and it ain't no knowledge, you can't Google this stuff. If you don't know what's going on. You're just going to get fucked over. They want to keep the knowledge. So you need them. It's not on Google. You can't get it on Google. So, yeah. yeah. Is that why you're starting your own or started your own label? Well, yeah, to be the, to be the solution. What I'm learning, is you need to be the solution, not the problem. So the problem with the music industry is someone having all the knowledge I got and withholding it from the artist. Versus if you just be genuine and help people, they'll stay around forever. But yeah, so you gotta, and then you gotta like genuinely like the music. Like a lot of people, like they just getting paid. It's a whole bunch of people that don't do music, like just fans of music that's getting paid off music. So they really don't care about it. So at that point, you need to be genuinely enough to like just care about the person, care about the music. Like these artists are people. Like literally, people be trying to just throw artists away saying they fell off all this other type of shit. But it's like that's a person. Like you need to care about these people. Like stop. We need to stop calling them artists. Call them by their names. Yeah. You don't even know if they're happy or not. You say they fell off. They could be happy with where they are. Yeah, basically. Because like you, you don't have to want the spotlight all the time. Yeah, literally. And then it's hard making a hit. It's hard. Like you still got to lock in the studio. You still got to lock in the studio every day. Get to the grind. And then even if someone fe- say you say they fell off, we still be selling our shows. So do it really matter? Still be running the program. Yeah, because, like, what is falling off other than, like, a lot of, you just, like, we were talking about Griselda. Like, you just need your own fan base. Like, you don't even need a hit song. Literally, you just need your own fan base. Because it's because people don't understand the music industry, and they look at it like a competition. Like, it's the first rapper, second rapper, third rapper. They're not looking at it like we're running an organization of fucking creating music for the fans, for the masses. You're doing what you fucking want to do. Like, people, those people, I think the reason you enjoy something is because you want to be that in some way. And if you are so far away from doing it yourself, it's almost easier to hate than to be inspired. Pretty much. Because being famous is the greatest thing in the world. Everybody want to be famous. Is it? It's not a... At the end of the day, it's not a soul on this planet that don't want to be famous in some little way and form. But that's why, like, when you, if you want to be famous, you got to do, you can't be normal. Like, you're not normal. You're not trying to be normal. You're trying to be the greatest thing in the world. You're trying to be famous. Like, so, and it's like, even just holding that spot is like, you got to outwork everybody. Because the moment you're not working, somebody else want to be famous. And they could just come take your spot. So, it's like, that's where all them sleepless nights come from. All that type of stuff. And it's like... Most people ain't going to understand that. And, like, most people ain't going to give up everything they ever had to become famous. Because you got to give it all up. Like, you just drove 12 hours. Whatever you had going on, you have to just give it up. Like, fuck it. I'm about to just go do this. But it's like, that's the cost of fame. Like, literally, that's the cost of fame. You got to get comfortable with doing without. Like, just focusing 100% on this. Because there's so many people that want to be famous, bro. The moment you stop focusing, somebody else is going to do it at all times. 
you know motherfuckers that take like a two year break and then come back thinking they like deserve. Yeah, that's stupid. I will never advise nothing like that. But um, you have to be crazy, and if you're not crazy, well, what were you about doing in them two years? Yeah, that's like a big thing. What were you doing? Were you still in the studio? Like that's the biggest thing. Like if you're not sitting in the studio all day recording music, bro, you don't want this shit. At the end of the day, you playing around with it. Everyone that really wants this, we literally sit in the, it's the boring work. Like, like it's the boring work. Sitting in the studio just recording all day. We do 90 songs a week. It's like, we ain't playing around with this shit. So, like, if you're not doing 90 songs a week, you're not going to be able to keep up with us. Yeah. It's like, you know, I, I like in sports, like the best athlete in the 60s is nothing compared to the best athlete today. It's like you oh, you have to, like, yes. talent is one thing, but yes. you just have to keep working harder. Like, what it is is how many hours are you going to dedicate to it? I was just working with Spice One, and I seen it. He was telling me when he started doing music. You know Spice One is? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I just I just recorded a bunch of music with him. Oh, that's dope as fuck. My daughter took a picture with him. <laughs> yeah, so I said this to my mom. So I'm working with Spice One, and he, um, yeah, like he was telling me when he started, they used to record on tape. Like, with the reels and stuff. And it's like, we record on Pro Tools. He was like, when he first seen that Pro Tools shit, that fucked him up. But You said you just use your laptop. You don't even have a keyboard. I don't even DJ with a turntable. I just DJ with my laptop. I do everything with my laptop. Because you could do anything with a laptop. Nowadays, yeah. But you're putting in the work, so it, like... Yeah, no, no, yeah. So I learned how to do it with on the physical stuff. So when I'm looking at the laptop, it's the same thing. It's like, you're just looking at it. Like, I don't know how many podcasts you've done. But a lot of them have big studios and setups and lights and cameras. What did I pull up with? Oh, yeah. Like, yeah, all you need. Like, literally, it's a webcam and this thing. Like, that's what I've done from the beginning. I don't, it works. No, it works. This is literally the setup. This is like my, this is like my recording setup. Yeah, I I have a little box like this. Set the microphone up and we record. (laughs) It's the easiest thing in the world because that's what it should be. I don't know. You don't need. And when I'm recording. When I'm, especially when I'm on the road, I don't bring my mic stand, so I make the artist hold the mic like that. Okay, so I don't feel bad. I don't feel bad. Do they know how to talk into the mic? Rap into the mic? Some of them do. Some of them get thrown off sometimes. You know what? Something I re- You asked me what I liked about Detroit music. You were, like, wondering. Something I really like is the energy that they you put in the booth. I hate rappers who rap with no emotion at all. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Detroit music is crazy. People say some wild stuff. But it's just the emotion behind it, like... Yeah, yeah, yeah. I feel like even holding the mic, you kind of have to be in it more than if you're just sitting there with a mic stand. You ever listen to Rio? Of course. He says some crazy stuff, though. Oh, he says some of the craziest stuff, but that shit's amazing. Yeah. Free Rio. Free Rio. You see O3s getting out? I do see O3s getting out. That's one of my favorites. I'm um OGZ. I just started working with OGZ. Oh word? Yeah. So that's gonna be dope. And I'm DJing for the boy on this tour. It's crazy that you said that because I saw in twenty sixteen, I saw um Shoreline Mafia on a Friday in my Boston. And on a Saturday, I saw SOBRB. That had to be the greatest weekend ever, wasn't it? In Boston, putting them back-to-back on shows. It was like, yeah, that was crazy. 
Man, legends. The greatest weekend ever. Legends. Yeah. SLBRB is like legendary. Legendary. They don't, that's a group that I don't think gets the respect that they deserve. Calvin Cambridge, greatest song ever. Well, they got a Kendrick, like, they got Kendrick on a track. Yeah. How yeah. many, like, yeah, not many. Yeah. If they would have stuck together, they might be like the Migos. Yeah. You think the Migos, the biggest group of all time? Nah, Wu Tang has to be. Oh yeah. You know what I'm they just are such like yeah. a cultural thing. Yeah. Yeah, you got a point. Wu Tang is like big as fuck. Wu Tang clan ain't nothing you to see, fuck with. You see people with Wu Tang t shirts that you're like, I don't even know if you like you fucking you look like a hit country person. What was know? so great about Wu Tang? That's before my time. It's before my time too, but I think it was just there was nothing like it. They were they were saying you know how you say Rio says crazy shit they were saying crazy shit. You think it right? was the beats, Shamil? That was more your time. Why did what do you think Wu Tang's influence is? Yeah, were they more underground or were they more mainstream? Mm. That sounds like the people. You know, like, even if you don't like the thing a rapper's rapping about passionately, whether it be, like, fucking wrestling or whatever, if they're passionate about it, you kind of like it, too, in that moment. Was it, like, kind of like the Detroit music? I mean, I feel like there's a certain thing, but I feel like that, that way about, like, all, like, big hip-hop. Like, NWA. That's before our time, but that's a huge group. Yeah, but you don't think Migos bigger than them? Numbers wise, probably. Even just like it's the Migos, like bro, it's no. the Migos. But they don't have. You got to think about it over a long period of time. Like Migos blew up in what twenty twelve? That's ten years. Think about how big the Migos are now. Like the Migos are still the Migos. Like yeah. It's the Migos. I, just, I, I was just watching a video with like Takeoff and Quavo, and I'm like, rest in peace, rest in peace, Takeoff. I'm like, that's the fucking Migos. They're, nah, they're I feel like, you. Just as I would, I would put them. Well, if you if you want to put them with the groups, you could say like, I would say them and Chief Keef are like mm. top OGs. Yeah. Who do you think's the most underrated rapper of all time? Mm. Who's underrated? Chief Keef. Yeah. Chief Keef. Chief Keef. I've seen him live a bunch of times. For real, it was the greatest concerts ever, wasn't it? Amazing. Like See, we were talking about how Finito always turns up. Imagine seeing it live. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. What is Finito like live? I feel like the fucking floor would break. Bro, he just... Did it. you see the po- that uh, video of the party? And they're yeah, playing yeah, it, and the floor breaks, and they're all... That was out here, wasn't it? Was it out here? I think that was out at one of our colleges. <laughs> That's hilarious. He just has like a white dude that he points to and he rolls him a blunt. And then he smokes it and halfway through he just throws it down and points at him and he rolls him another blunt. Imagine having just a blunt roller that you point to and they roll you a blunt whenever you want. But it's Chief Keef. It's like, bro, Chief Keef. He's the goat, yeah. You know the Eskimo Brothers with Chief Keef? Oh my God. How? I fucked a girl who fucked Chief Keef. <laughs> oh my god! 
<laughs> You're with royalty. You didn't know that. That's, that's kind of royalty. That is kind of royalty. That, yeah, if I was going to be Eskimo brother with somebody. <laughs> you Eskimo with brothers with anyone famous? Um, Probably a lot of them. Oh, no. Probably a lot of them. I don't know. I don't yeah. know off the top of my head. I th- I'm also Eskimo brothers with Bobby Schmurda. Different girl. Damn. Why are you letting these rappers fuck your hoes? This was after. No, I fuck them first. Oh, okay. You hit them first. I'm not some like, I'm not doing <laughs> I'm not doing it and then being like, I love your music. No, no, no. This was after. So they were fucking my hoes. Yeah, why you letting these rappers fuck your hoes? <laughs> after I let them go, I cut them off. Oh, you can have to cut them off. Yeah, you yeah, can yeah. have them. Yeah. Travis no. Scott tried to fuck my girlfriend in front of me. For real? Yeah. Damn. When I was like 17. How old was she? Let's say she was 18. Let's just say she was <laughs> 18. <laughs> this one time I was at a concert and, this, and I seen these girls and I was like, um, yeah, so we only got 45 minutes before we leave. So what y'all trying to do? And they was just like, we trying to do whatever you trying to do. I'm like, shit. Tron's not here no more, so I'm only here. They're like, I'm with whatever. Bro, within... You got to cut yourself more slack. (laughs) Oh, no, no. I have to make that clear up front. Tron's not here. So you're trying to come with RJ. Okay, boom. So I take her to the bathroom, bro. I known this girl seven minutes, bro. Within seven minutes, she was letting me bust a nut in her mouth. Hey. Yeah. It'd be like that. Yeah. I knew a girl that would only do coke if it was off of a dude's dick. She was fun, wasn't she? I mean, I never did. I've never done coke. Oh. <laughs> that's not my drug of choice. But I just mean, no, I would never. That's not someone I want to talk to or be friends with. I knew a girl that. We ain't going to say the foursome. Let's talk about I knew one time I was at a time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I had a foursome one time. <laughs> you so, had a foursome, but you can't talk about it. Not yet, maybe later. But look, so one time I was at this concert and um, everyone's leaving. The artist left. We all walking out. I'm packing my bags. I'm moving a little slow. I see this girl. She asked me for my number, and I'm like, I say it again. Uh, I think I was with. I was like, the artist's not with me. I'm by myself. She said, I want you. She bring her and her girl over there, and then we have a threesome. You'll talk about that, but not the foursome. Oh, the foursome was lit. The foursome was lit. Three girls and me. And I I kept it up. That was the crazy. That's the hardest part, trying to keep it up. Well, you're just like too excited. You get nervous. It's three girls. Yeah. I asked Westside Gun what the best moment of his entire life was, and he said a foursome. Yeah, it is up there. It's up there. It's up there. It got to one point. That's where, the best moment in West Side so, Gun's life. So one time. Fucking one of, three bitches. So one time one of the girls got mad or something and she was just in her bag. And I was just like, well, I need you to hold her head while she suck my dick. So, we, <laughs> so I can get my dick hard and I can go in there and fuck her and she can get back cool. And it was just like, you got three girls that's just doing whatever you want. You're like a foreman of a construction yard of pussies. Yes. Yes, you have to. You got to keep it organized. With too much shit gonna be going on. You got to get an event planner. Yeah, you gotta, yeah. And then you, you don't. You got to wear a much, hard hat. You don't want too much head because it just gets too squishy after a while. Like, and so. I feel you when it's like, all right, calm down. Yeah, yeah. 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 
I had a girl suck my dick so much it bruised. I had a girl with the Freddy Cougar nails one time scrape my shit. And hell no. I don't like those big fake nails. Oh, my God. Crazy I said, I think it was a nail. <laughs> I look up the next day, bro. I had to get fucking stitches. It looks like a fucking cheese stick <laughs> pulled down. I had to get stitches. You had to get stitches? Yes. I had to get stitches. Oh, no. Nah, hell no. Nah. Yeah, no Freddy Cougar nails around me. No Freddy. Yeah, nah. You got you break them off before they're allowed back nah, yeah. in the house. You have fucking acetone by your door. <laughs> <laughs> Bring your own acetone. What's the best night of your life? Mm, what would be the best night? Going to the studio and having a working for to seven in the morning, and then coming home and having a foursome at eight <laughs> in the morning. Who are you in the studio with? Oh, I, um, oh, you talking about like a real night? This, I thought that was just like my dream night. Oh, <laughs> I'm talking about what's your actual, the bet, like your favorite night of your life. My favorite night of my life could have been, um, well, obviously, I got two answers. One is when my daughter was born. That was obviously the best night ever. But outside of that, um, not that good for that one. Oh, yeah. But outside of that one, uh, what would be the greatest moment of my life? Greatest night. I liked it that Tron show and did, uh, it's been so many shows. Was it the first Roll Aloud? Or it's, mm. I'm just going to say that last Tron show. That last Tron show was amazing. The last one that was in Detroit at St. Andrews, it was amazing. I was out there from 6 p.m. to 11 a.m. And the crowd was going crazy the whole entire time. That is crazy. Yeah, so that was, that was probably the latest show I've ever been to. But as far as, like, moments, uh, maybe the first time I heard my song on the radio. When was that? Uh, one of them, probably, yeah, the first time I was on the radio was, like, 2013, 2012. What was the song? Uh, Lifestyle with Oba Rollin' and then De- Death on Me with Dex Osama. Probably both of those. Those were, like, the first moments. My life been pretty turnt all the time, though. I don't live, like, a normal life, so I can't think of, like, the best moment. No, I feel you. I've... You got, bro, don't you want to look back at the end of your life and be like, I did a lot of crazy shit. Not like I wasted oh, I a lot of time. Oh, no, I ain't waste a lot of time. You know what the Mayflower is? No. The boat that like the pilgrims came over to America on. Like the first oh, people. Yeah. yeah you got like a museum I know of it with the boat. Yeah. I got my dick you sucked can- on that boat before. <laughs> 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 Man I've done some crazy shit too Oh that's some crazy shit That's some crazy shit Driving 12 hours and then doing the fucking podcast with you Some crazy shit That's an honor Yeah yeah. Damn how you get your dick sucked on the Mayflower You wasn't scared I got caught You didn't get a ticket It was an old woman Oh and she went, not during history. Not during history. <laughs> <laughs> I remember I used to. I have to, a bit about that, but yeah, that she caught us. That's pretty lit. Yeah. I got to catch up. I've done some wild shit, but I ain't did nothing that wild. I had a chick jerk me off in the audience of a Riff Raff concert. Damn. A white girl with cornrows. I fucked the bitch in a DJ booth before during a concert. You ever listened to Riff Raff? 
How yeah. you feel about Riff Raff? Uh, and during his time period, he was great. He do he got a lot of fans, don't he? Yeah, I feel like he does. Yeah, <laughs> he's not like sweet though. Yeah, yeah, still gotta be sweet. Yeah, totally fine if not, and we can even edit it out if not. But I was Trippy's fucking set the track list just dropped. Is that free Rio track with you? Oh no. You got a free Rio track? He has a song on the album called Free Rio. It might. Well, I haven't got the call yet. It might be. But I, I, as right I now, know I you know. were working. Like, yeah, I was just working them. with them. So I saw, I literally saw the free Rio as the name of the song. And I was like. Yeah. I didn't know though. I don't know yet either. All right. They usually wait till that shit drop. And then that's when you find out. I feel like that. Yeah. That's a lot of the time. People don't even know until. Yeah. You care? You care? Mm-mm. Do I care? No, I'd be cool with it because I um I already made a lot of music, so I still get paid. Yeah. You just like, do you feel connected to your beats or is they just things you make and just? Uh, it's different. Like the beats that you just sell to people are different from the beats you make for artists who really do music. So it's different. Yeah. Yeah. For like a real artist, I make like some super ghetto shit, but like for people I just sell beats, so I just make like 50 beats and just sell some beats. Do you get connected to those real beats? Uh, yeah, because I play them in my concerts. I only play my music. That's how I started DJing. I said, bro, I wanted to play my own music all night, and if it wasn't my beat, I wasn't playing it. That's crazy. Yeah. Yeah. When was the first time you were able to do that? When I first started DJing, because I had already been making music. But, uh, yeah. Literally right off the bat. Yeah, when I started DJing. And that's what you mean about people. If you're not working that hard, then you're going to fall back. Pretty much, yeah. No, yeah. But, like, when I first started DJing, I was playing just my shit. I mean, I was they, they considered me a bad DJ because they said I played too much of my own music. But I was like, shit. shit I ain't about to just be playing other people's music. Like, people need to hear my music. So I just played all my own music all the time. And then over time, my music became a popular music. And boom. You were talking about um, the greatest moment of night of your life was the night your daughter was born, and you were talking about taking music seriously was also after that moment. Yeah. What do you think the importance of being a father on you pushing forward is? Um, I know, like, right now, the more so reason why I really want to get into, like, owning the labels is because uh, she's in school, and, like, school is, like, serious. They got to go to school every day. So as I get a little older, it's like I can't be traveling every – I can't be leaving for three, four, five months. I need to be able to, like, make sure she go to school and stuff. But right now she's in kindergarten, so I got at least, like, one more year to just get it together. Because once, like, first grade – school gets serious once she gets, like, first grade, second grade. So, yeah, it balances it out. It balances it out. Outside of that, I would just be partying all day. It just made you more, like, take it more serious. Pretty much. Well, it didn't make me take it more serious. I was already taking it serious. I've uh, been doing music my whole life. Yeah. yeah. That's the only thing I know how to do. I've been in the studio my whole life. What was your first memory with music? Uh, my first memory. Yeah. I mean, like, when I first heard my first song. Nah, like, your <laughs> first memory, like, the first time you, like, realized you loved music. Like, when you were a kid. Oh, no, my cousin like, was a rapper. So, like, 
my cousin was a rapper. He wasn't like a lot a lawyer or a doctor or nothing like that. So he did music. So I knew I was gonna do something to music. Either I was gonna manage, produce. I couldn't rap or sing. So so you didn't really want to be a guidance counselor. No, I did. I did. I wanted to be a guidance counselor, but my cousin was a rapper, so I was just trying to like get a. Well, I needed a job. Yeah. So I had to figure it out. That's even how I started recording and DJing and stuff. I needed a job. Like, yeah. I was just trying to make some money. Yeah. But yeah, that guidance counselor shit went out the window. <laughs> you could be a guidance counselor now. Music guidance counselor. I am, bro. I be schooling these people. Yeah. What do you think people what's the number one thing people don't realize getting into it? Other than everything's about money. Um it's not a game. Like you can't play around with it, and it's not like it's not like what people think. Like even when we talk about like the fall off and all that shit, like it's not what you think. Like it's like it's serious. Like everything, everything you think about the music industry, it's not true. It's just not true. None of that's going on. None of that is real. This is serious. This is not nothing to play with. This ain't nothing. This is not to be played with. If you're trying to play, don't play in this game. Like you wasting your time and your money. Period. But if you're serious, yeah, do that shit. But you got to do it full-fledged. You got to put 110% into it. And ain't nobody going to really put 110% into it because people got lives. You have to be obsessed. Yeah, you got to give up your life. Literally. You have to sacrifice. Everything, though. Yeah. It's like hitting the lottery. Because most people live in, like, 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 every year you might get a nicer car. Every year you might get a nicer house. Every, every like, most people, like, gradually go come up and... With this music shit, you go from broke to rich as fuck. It's no like middle ground, so it's like you have to give up everything and just be comfortable with being broke for a long possible as long as it takes to fucking blow up. Because when you blow up, you're gonna be rich as fuck. So it's like hitting the lottery. So if you like, most people ain't gonna understand that part of the grind, like period. And if you're not cool with that part of the grind, you're not gonna make it. <laughs> you're just not gonna make it. So, well, if you're doing it just for that. Well, yeah. For the instant recognition. But if you're not doing it for the grind. Because when you get that instant recognition, only thing going to happen is a label. I ain't going to tell y'all what's going to happen. Basically, you're just going to get fucked over. So you still get fucked over, but. What's going to happen? You you don't want to talk about it? I mean, I, I feel like I kind of can. What if I believe me if I said it? Like what? Um, basically. Wait, can I give up music industry sauce? Yeah, who? no one from the industry is listening to my fucking stoner podcast. <laughs> Basically, they're going to contact you and they're going to tell you that they're going to they're gonna talk to you later. But they're really just waiting on your buzz to die down. And when your buzz die down, they're going to sign you for cheap. Yeah. It's like a business. It's like a business and they treat you like a, like a business that's failing. It goes bankrupt and then they buy you back. Basically, yeah. 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 Because they don't think about the personal part of it at that point. At that point, you are a business or you are a commodity that they are trying to sell. Yeah, because they're selling music. They're just selling music. So, boom. Yeah. What do you think makes an artist successful? Like, what do you think makes an artist blow up? I can tell you, but I got to get to the bathroom. I'll tell you. All right. I can tell you, though, for real. We'll edit the breakout. (laughs) Shamil's like I ain't doing that goddamn work I do like that throughout the whole podcast My podcast 
has been playing in the background silently. So I'm just sitting here looking at myself fuck up an interview while I'm fucking up an interview. Shamil has a video of me doing this podcast while the podcast with before was Primo Beats and Danny G Beats. And now it's A.A. Rashid. This is a pre-recorded of the Detroit show, uh, 119 Detroit House of Comedy. But Shamil and I did drive 12 hours today for the show on Thursday in Detroit, which is my first headlining show in a different city. And uh, it's cool because Shamil, he's not going to come on mic or camera, but Shamil, he won't even look at me. But Shamil was on my first trip to Buffalo, which was like probably the first big podcast trip, right? And this is the first big stand-up trip. So I'm very happy that you're here for this. And most of the podcasts would not happen without him. So very thankful. Follow him at Shamil Shamil on Instagram. He still hates me. I know. I'm keeping him up late. We drove 12 hours and now it's what, one thirty. It's one fifty, and we're doing this podcast, but that's what you got to do. You got to stay. See, I'm not editing any of this part out. I was just talking to the camera. You just got to stay up. See, that you got the only way to make shit happen is make shit happen. Like, come here at 1 a.m. and do the podcast. Literally. That's you, you, you fly at 7 in the morning for a 20-city tour. Man, so we got to get it done. People but, are freaking out. They want to know how what makes a successful artist. Oh, uh, so look. So how does an artist blow up? Boom. So if we be running like these. Uh, so basically, like if you were a team. So when you come in with a team, the team knows the, they know everything. Like we, like we already in the music industry, but you got to fuck with somebody that's like genuinely going to fuck with you. But with those teams and shit, it's like we already know what's going on. That's why we sit in the studio. We sit in the studio for 20 hours a day. Every day. We give up every day. We're recording at all times of the day. And if you don't show up, that's on you. Somebody else will show up and someone else will record. Someone else will try to become famous. So it's on you to show up. So you show up, you record all day. You got to think we're doing 90 songs a week. If we're doing 90 songs a week, bro, it's like we got we outworking you by so much that it's just like you're not going to be able to keep up. Like, not with no professionals. Like, like How many of those songs never see the light of day? We did 160 songs for Skilla Baby's new CD, and they used six. Six? Right, yeah. But that's how serious the music game is. Like, So we're try- we tried 160 times to get six songs. So if you're over here just playing around with this and you just recorded seven songs, bro, you're not going to be able to keep up with us. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. period. So you're not going to make it, yeah. What yeah. makes you connect with an artist? Like Tron, like Skilla, like you as a person. Well, yeah, that's what I'm saying. I got genuinely like like the artist that I that I'm dealing with. If I don't like the artist, then we just not gonna connect. I'm not gonna want to hang out with you. I'm just gonna hang out with somebody else. That's why I was like, before, that's it. Yeah, that's how like how we when we first started talking. Like when you first got here, I was just kicking it with you for a second. I had to feel your energy. Mm-hmm. But yeah, now nah, I had to genuinely want to do this because I already got paid. So now it's just like if I don't want to do it, I'm just not gonna do it. But I knew Skiller Baby since he, and Tron since they was like kids. Like when they was younger, they used to record at my studios and stuff. You see yourself as like it's so funny because I feel like you're young as hell too. But you see yourself as like a uh, like yeah. a father figure. Yeah, Skiller Baby said I'm gonna be 23 for the rest of my life. <laughs> 
You do look young as hell. Life don't crack unless you do it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I I can't really reply to that. <laughs> <laughs> Bro, you know what the new, you want to know what the new crack is? What? What's two of them? One of them is perk thirties. Mm. Those are terrible. I would never ever do a perk. If you do a perk, you like a new age crackhead. But I feel like in the eighties they had crack. That's why I feel like since I was born in the nineties, I was born in that one generation of normal people. After the nineties, it's just not normal no more. So the, in the eighties they had crack. Not in the two thousands they got YouTube. That's the new crack. Oh yeah, yeah. They just su- they selling you that shit. Bro. Imagine doing perk thirties and watching YouTube. It's like hell. <laughs> It is almost like there's too much information. It's, it's like you it. almost don't learn anything because there's everything. It's like useless information. That's why you have to focus on one thing. Like dedicate your life to... They want you to not dedicate your life to one thing. You focus... Like, I don't know if I should be spilling this sauce. You know what I mean? But like, yes. they want you to focus on everything so you can't focus on that one thing that will make you successful. Yeah, that's, that's like... Like I met someone that said they wanted to be... A model, a rapper, and, and um, sell clothes. And I was like, oh, my God. Do you know how much, do you know how to sell clothes and how much work goes into that? Like, brother, you have to put so much time into that. Like, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, being an artist, if you ain't willing to be 100% an artist, you're not going to make it. You're not going to make it in no type of way. You're just wasting your time and money. Yeah. Ignorance is bliss. Some people just want to be, like, dumb and happy. I know you just take, but that's what I'm saying. That's the problem because you end up just taking their money. Like, cool, cool, pay two thousand for this beat. Yeah, but that's why I don't just. Yeah, I try not to. I try to be part of the solution. That's why I don't even like just indulge in it. What do you think makes someone an artist versus makes someone a fan? A fan genuinely just like the music, like or just just a fan of what's going on or whatnot. Like, a lot of people like to try to confuse, like, their family and friends as fans, but it's like, those are your family and friends. Those are not your fans. You need to focus on your fans, but, like... Oh, yeah, your family's never going to, like, pay your bills doing your art, like, for your art. No. So, yeah, fans are just fans of the environment, just fans of the music. They don't care about how you made this song. They just like it. Mm. Uh, artists more so... I feel like all artists be in competition with each other. They just all hate each other secretly. But why do you think certain people have a need to create? Um, I think everybody got that one hit song in their head. Like every human being on this planet has one song that they was humming since they was a kid that, that could be a hit. So I think it's just putting in the time. So it's like, that's why you, when you see an artist or something, or even like a comedian, it's like big, you're like, Damn, they put in that much time. They deserve to be that famous because I couldn't do it. I had to go get a job. Did you ever try rapping? Uh, yeah, I had a hit record. I had a, I had a little viral song going on. Did you? It was so trash, though. <laughs> it was so trash. But so I got it deleted off uh, YouTube when I got famous. What's it called? Ham, ham, ham. <laughs> that was your that was your one viral moment. Yeah. Damn. Going. How long ago was that? Like twenty. 11, oh shit, that was early, yeah. early. Yeah. Well, was it a joke song or were you serious with it? Half and half. I had a friend that wouldn't promote his music and I was like, bro, this is all you got to do. So when I did it, it went viral. <laughs> was that your first like claim to like fame? 
Mm, nah, I was I was always like Facebook famous. Like I was always like you know like in your city people be like kind of like internet famous. I was always like internet famous in my city. Were like you just that. saying crazy shit on Facebook? I used to like dance and stuff. Oh word! But I can't dance. Like break dance and shit. No, no, like I, I have no rhythm. Like you probably dance better than me, but I would still dance. Oh, you like dance badly, it, very badly. And that's how you got Facebook famous. Mm-hmm. Dancing badly to my friend's music that uh, I was recording. <laughs> Do you ever look back at your friend's music? Yeah, I and mean, you're like, oh, sh- this is like I thought this was bad in the moment. Like people who didn't take it seriously, like they're early friends who were like he didn't see the seriousness in like the music stuff. Like he was more so, man. His music was great. He made better music than the people that put out music today. He just didn't take it serious. Yeah, yeah. Who do you think the next to blow up out of the city is? Me, so I know. I don't know. It's a lot of people coming up. It's a lot of people coming up. That's that's like a crazy question with Detroit because. Somebody's always gonna feel some type of way when you ask those mm. questions. There's so many artists here. Yeah. In, in a is there too many, or do you think it's good for the scene? If you throw a rock at a tree, five Detroit artists will fall out. <laughs> <laughs> is it the problem? So, like comedy in Boston, you go to shows and there's like more artists than like people, people. in the audience. Yeah, 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 that's a problem. But that's like, but that's why the fans thing is more important. Yeah. You need to focus on people who have nothing to do with the industry liking your thing, liking your stuff, because that's who's going to spend money on you. That's not in Detroit. Everybody artists. Everybody artists here. But, like, when you go on tour, those are all just fans. Yeah, that's why I like it more. I like it way more. And that's where it's going to, like, that's where the money comes from. That's where the growth comes from. Yeah. A fan is somebody that you want to spend their. They trust you so much that they want to. They trust you so much with a good time that they just want to spend their money with you. Yeah. You know how hard it is to reach the masses. It's crazy, and people don't realize what the grind it takes. But we've been talking about that. I hope people hear it. You know what I mean? I hope we nailed it on the head enough. Or it's like just fucking work hard, bro. Like oh, don't give a. F- you can party, but work hard while you party. Like. Yeah, literally. Like, if you really want to party, do something where it's like, or you get to go DJ shows, which isn't like, like, but it's party. Like, you get to do what you want to do and enjoy it and get paid for it. Yeah, but you got to still be good. You got to be fucking amazing. Yeah. 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 So you still got to grind because you got to fucking practice. I learned how to DJ on YouTube. But you said YouTube was the new crack. Yeah, I got on to it early, though. Before it was this bad. <laughs> you're, you're one of those pre-fiends. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I fucking, um, I learned how to make beats on YouTube. No, I didn't learn how to make beats on YouTube. Dang, show me how to make beats. But I learned how to DJ on YouTube because I've been doing it since. What do you see? Do you see yourself stepping away and just being an executive, like starting a label? Fuck or? yeah. That's where all the money at, bro. There's billions in the music industry. They giving that shit away, too. But you don't. You have to find the knowledge. I got the knowledge. I was already there. But I, I'm. I'm just saying, like they won't give you the knowledge. They don't tell oh, you yeah, how yeah, to make yeah. it. Like you got to find. That's what I'm saying. I played the background so long. It's like, yeah, I'm gonna do it myself now. Like I even, I be going to labels. Like, hey, can y'all help me do this? And they just help you. What was the best piece of advice you've ever gotten? Ah, uh, if you want to get so my first day of college, 
he pulled out the Pro Tools book. He was like, this book, big as hell. Y'all just paid me $30,000 to read this book to you. Now, listen, I'm going to do it because I have to get paid and I got to pay my bills. But listen, if you want to make it anywhere in life, these are three things you need. Are you going to talk too much? Are you going to steal from me? And are you going to be a cool-ass person to hang out with? If you're not going to talk too much, if you're not going to steal from me and you're cool to hang out with, you can get any job in the world. That's some real ass shit. Man, I got that's the only thing I got. I was like, oh shit. It hit me when he said that. You ever brought someone around who starts talking too much? All the time. And you're like, I fucked up. All the time. All the time. Or they say stupid stuff. Or they just keep annoying like the situation. Yeah. I hate when people try to give opinion on like like what an artist should say on the song. Cause when you thinking about like the song and you just don't like that one bar that the artist said, you don't realize that we did 95 songs. We don't like half of these songs. We're just trying stuff. Yeah. So your opinion on how we should say something or something don't really fucking matter, bro. Cause if we don't like the song, we just not going to use it. Yeah. People love spitting their opinion. They do. They do. Everybody got an opinion on everything. It's cause they're not the doing it on themselves. If they were making 90 songs, they wouldn't give their opinion on it. Cause they would understand. Yeah. Type shit. Man, thank you for doing this. Oh man, this is man, dope as hell. Man, man, I want to. Th- I want to think of some crazy shit to say before we, before it goes even. Would you rather fight a bear or a crocodile? Wait, is crocodile the one that the neck can't move? Yeah, crocodile, because I can get it from behind and it got to turn around. So I could probably a bear. You ever seen? Oh my god, we got bears out here. You ever bear seen a fuck bear? You, up. you ever seen a bear in real life? Hell yeah, they'll fuck you up. You've seen a bear in real life? Yeah. Oh my god. Have you ever heard what a gorilla actually sound like when they beat on their chest? No. Oh my god, it's the funniest shit ever. Can you do an impression? Oh my god, hold on. <laughs> well, I think he meant like a verbal noise. Like he'd start squeaking or something. Man. Like, no. Er, er. <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> like he starts sounding like a seal. But no, I, thought, I, thought, I, th- I would have thought it would be like. Boom, 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 boom. Oh, oh, oh. You know, yeah. It sounds like, like they hit like, like. Oh my God. I'll show you afterwards. I'll show All right, you. A gorilla pounding. You ever seen animals shaved down? Like a bear with no fur? It's crazy as hell looking. Oh, I seen a monkey like that. My oh, got monkeys. Rico got monkeys. A monkey will fuck you up. A monkey will fuck you up. They all muscle. If you could have any pet and it didn't kill you, like any animal as a pet and it didn't kill you, what would it be? Squirrel. <laughs> Some terrified of squirrels. Why? I cross the street if I see a squirrel. You live in a there's probably hella squirrels. I cross the street if I see one. What's what did you get attacked by a squirrel when you were younger? No, I never seen squirrels are terrifying. There's squirrels all over my yard. What if they attack you? I'll kick the shit out of a squirrel. <laughs> I'll drop kick that shit. I'll kick that shit into next week. One time a squirrel got into my house in my room and went and um I, I locked the door until it died. <laughs> you know how long that took? We used to not have mouse traps in my apartment growing up, so we would have to chase mice around with a fucking trash can and put it on top of the mouse and then stack books on it and it would like until it suffocated, but it would just like run into the side of the trash can all night. So we'd just be like sleeping and it would just be the mouse like slowly start to That's vicious. That's vicious. 
That's how I grew up. Only in Massachusetts. My grandmother used to pay me to shoot squirrels with a BB gun. <laughs> I used to get like $10 a squirrel if I killed them. How hard was it to hit one? Hard it's a BB gun. It's hard to hit one, period. One time I hit one with my car and I... Um, what if I just brought like a shot, sawed-off shotgun, just fucking... It fucked my car up. The whole oil pan cracked. Real? Damn. Yeah, you do have problems with squirrels. That's your yeah. that's your arch nemesis. Yeah. Like, if you were a superhero, the villain would be like Squirrel Man. I'd run for him. <laughs> if you I'm could have any squirrel. superpower, what would it be? Mm, probably like flying. Wouldn't everybody want to fly? But if not, like, I want to be like. Teleportation? Oh, that's a good one. Like psychic. Yeah, the psychic ones do be the best. I don't want to read people's minds. Or maybe like um the algorithm. If I can have that power, just know the algorithm. Mm. Yeah. Like Mr. Beast. Yeah. That's that a, dude knows the fucking algorithm. That dude knows the algorithm. That dude knows the algorithm. What if he got into rap? Would you produce for him? Hell yeah, Mr. Beast. <laughs> I can just see the YouTube video now. Hey, I have $2 million for you to make me a rap song. Will you do it? No. Will you do it? Yes. Come on. I make the rap song. He just throws money out. Right. He, he throws money million. out. That chain is crazy, the Rolling Loud chain. That's probably, you say that weighs more than your fucking daughter, probably. Oh, my God. That yeah. shit's so heavy. She she don't like to wear it for that long. She like to wear it for a second. I told her it says her name because she don't know how to read yet. <laughs> <laughs> Has she ever fallen down when she puts it on? Yes, all the time. <laughs> Literally all the time. <laughs> that shit is so crazy. Rolling Loud was a great experience. It was. Except that security is so fucking strict, bro. Oh, yeah. No, no, no. It's like that everything. Like your band stopped working 30 minutes. What the fuck? Yeah, the band stopped. You can't go to other areas. Hold on two seconds. No problem. My podcast is still playing in the background. I like when people say might have to pull up on Instagram posts. Like, how much more coaxing do you need? You want me to tickle your balls, too? Oh, pfft. You didn't tell her? I didn't tell her. <laughs> the security I rolling out was crazy. So, so with the bands, they, they, they aspire, like, after 30 minutes. Yeah. I don't think they want artists to run into each other because they don't want nobody to, like, beef out. If you do run into each other, they want you to run into each other in the parking lot with the police. And they make you get out of your car, and they put, like, dogs in your car. Yes, shit. yes, yes. They were like, no knives or guns. We won't take any of your drugs, though. Right. We won't take none of your drugs. <laughs> we won't take any of your drugs. They just don't want nothing bad to happen because, you know, yeah. rappers, like, yeah, rappers yeah, pass that, up. Rest in peace, Drake. Yeah. Though. Yeah. That shit's so fucked. They're like, bro, we pay y'all, get on stage and go. Literally. It Literally. is fucked that they ban certain people from performing, though. Like, yeah. Like, in New York, they wouldn't let any of the New York drill rappers perform. They gonna fuck that bitch up. They gonna be the whole hood. 
Not really. They're strict with those rolling loud oh, pads. Yeah. And then the, the horrible backstage area with the fucking there's a porta potty. Oh yeah, yeah. And then they um You guys got the porta potty too? If you cut your band, you can't use it no more. Re- I didn't even I wasn't cutting my band. I still got my band. I do too. Yeah, I do yeah. too. I keep all those. And then they give you the fucking it was like the on stage pass that with the wings. I thought that was cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's your first time going to New York for that? For rolling loud, yeah. Yeah. You ever been to Red Rocks? What's that? That place in Colorado, that like big red. It's like literally a theater carved into the rock. Really? It's crazy. No, I've never so. been there. I, um, When you said that, I thought of, what did I think of when you said that? I don't know. What was the worst show of your life? Um, Doing the Juggalo. What was it? Juggalo? You did the Gathering of the Juggalos? Yeah, they were throwing stuff at us. Really? The whole time. For Tron? Yeah. The whole time they were throwing stuff. But I think that's how they do it. It's like crazy white people. They're just throwing shit at you. That doesn't feel like you guys match the bill of that. Yeah, I know. They didn't tell us before we got there. They were throwing like cups of pee. Really? And pee water balloons. Hell nah. You know Clooner? Yeah, yeah, he did. Yeah, the, he did. Yeah, the, he, did he, he was there too. He was there. He enjoyed it. He was. He, yeah. he was catching the beers, drinking them. <laughs> I love Cluter. He's so funny, bro. Yeah, yeah. The king of what? He's the king of Farmington? king of Farmington. King of Farmington. We drove up to Farmington for the. Or I drove up the first time I was in Detroit to Farmington <laughs> for that. But man, thank you very much for doing this. I really appreciate you. Always, always, always. Where can people find your shit? RJ Lamont, R-J-L-A-M-O-N-T on everything. RJ always tripping on mushrooms. Ah, (laughs) (laughs) He's not a running man. He tripping. (laughs) Peace out, everyone. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah.